0: Welcome to the One Meal, One Workout podcast, your new approach to food and fitness, brought to you by Element Opie Productions, elementopie.com. And now, here are your hosts, Aaron Butler, Don Sullivan, and Mark Cockwell.
1: Hey everybody, welcome to this very special holiday episode of One Meal, One Workout. And I say it's a holiday episode because it falls between Thanksgiving and Christmas, and that's the only reason. <laughs> that is the only reason at all. So uh, we are we are down one tonight. Uh, Mr. Don Sullivan wasn't able to make it, uh, probably because we haven't recorded in a few weeks. We um, did some some internal reworkings and things, and kind of just pulled the plug for a little bit on a temporary hiatus. We are back and plan on being back. I don't know with the holiday season continuing uh, exactly what the schedule will be. Um, I was happy as Mark was as well to, to for the for the. Um, the multitudes of people that said, "Hey, what happened to the podcast?" That was actually nice, and it, it wasn't zero. It was much higher than zero. Uh, it was a daily thing almost. It was several
0: that's, times zero.
1: Yeah, it was. Se- well, yeah, it was, well, no, <laughs> it have been zero still. But that's the wrong. Po- that's the math podcast mark. Um, it was. It was nice to be missed, and but we are back, and uh, looking forward to some exciting things after the first of the year. I will say this though. <clears throat> this week started my 16-week training cycle for my marathon on uh, uh, March 17th on St. Patrick's Day. And so far, um, day one was Monday of my training cycle. I, I was supposed to have run three miles on Monday and four miles today, and I have run zero. Because I am sick, and it is not fun, and it's respiratory, so that makes it hard uh, to run when you got respiratory going on. I hope that tomorrow night I'll be able to get my three miles in, but that wasn't the way I planned to start my 16-week cycle. It was sick. Um, home from work and everything else. And before I ramble on, let me say introduce the uh, the other one-third of our three-thirds that is here tonight, and that's Mr. Mark Cockrell. Hey, Mark. Hiya, Aaron. And filling out our trifecta of hosts for the evening, we have our very first kind of a listener's podcast, another member of the Element Open Network from the Everyday Linux podcast. Mr. Seth Anderson, also known as the Gooey Kid, how's it going, Gooey?
2: Pretty good, former fat guy. How are you doing <laughs> besides the sick part?
1: Other than the sick part, I'm doing fantastic. I, in fact, it's I am uh, awesome. You know, the, the only reason I had you on the show, Seth, was just so I could say how you go, how's it going, Gooey? Because that's just so fun to say. Not really.
2: No. <laughs> well, Seth okay. And, I'll see you later.
1: <laughs> all right. Thanks. I got to say it. No, Seth and Mark and I have known each other for nigh on twenty years now. Uh, wow. And yeah. I knew I know you and I have known each other for long, a little over twenty. Mark and I met fall of nineteen ninety. And I think Seth, I don't know when I officially met you, ninety, ninety is it ninety one, ninety two? Ninety one. I
2: think it was ninety one because that's yeah. when y'all kind of started laying the groundwork for the band. And yeah, that's uh, when we really
1: that's when the band really ramped up. That's when we, that's <laughs> back when we had the band. But uh yeah, so yeah. So we've known Seth for twenty plus years as well. Seth was one of our uh We've, I think we mentioned on Everyday Linux podcast before, he was our unofficial roommate when I was there, and then officially, I think, later. Uh, but anyways, right. so Seth was one of the guys. He was one of the guys that we hung out with. We've known each other a long time. We've eaten lots of food together.
2: <laughs> Much. <laughs> the three of bad us
1: bad <laughs> eating lots and lots of food together. <laughs> but he's eating less than he used to, and he is uh, – he, he is having some remarkable progress, and we're going to talk about what he's been doing and what he's, going, what he's, what, what, what he's been doing and what, what's working for him and how it's happening and all that kind of stuff in just a moment. But first, Mark, anything going on in your life exciting? Um,
0: well, I had something that my daughter told me I had to say on the podcast tonight. So, oh, okay. Being the ever-obedient father. Um, I had a food epiphany tonight. I realized wow. that the entire world has been eating tacos wrong since the history of man.
1: Really? The way Um, you've been doing it is uh, wrong. My interest has peaked. Peaked. Well,
0: see, first off, we were eating it with spinach instead of lettuce because spinach is way better than lettuce. Um, But I I, I discovered there's been a fundamental flaw in the construction of tacos forever. So what you do... I know where you're going with this. The proper way to make a taco is first you line the taco shell with your greenage. In my case, baby spinach. Then you put the meat on. This serves two purposes. A, the meat keeps the, t- the lettuce in place because it always falls off. And B, it keeps the shell from getting soggy because it is a, a barrier Buffer, between yeah. the uh, oils in the meat and the shell. Then you put the cheese on top of the meat, which melts the cheese because the meat is hot. When you put the cheese on the lettuce, it never melts and it falls off. Right. So when you do the hot meat and the cheese, it bonds together. You squeeze it together, and you have a taco shell that does not fall apart when you take the first bite.
1: That's awesome. And I, I will I, I will say that that's awesome. <laughs> I have done that a few times. Never really thought about it that clearly, and I will forever do it. But I have a similar idea with hot dogs. I put my condiments on the bun before I put the hot dog. Of in. course, I take my hot dog bun. I put my mustard and I put my relish and then I lay the wiener on top of it and the wiener is the plug that holds all <laughs> my condiments in the bun. And uh for the for the exact same reason I, I do the same with chili. If I'm going to have a chili dog, I put the chili in the bread and I lay the dog on top of it. So much neater. So not now if we can just come up with something for sloppy joes, Mark, what would we be.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but then we'd have to call them neat joes. That would be fine. You know,
2: I might have to try that, but one of the benefits of having a humongous mouth is that the food rarely falls off the taco when I eat it. So <laughs> Yeah, uh, when you eat
0: the but, taco in one bite, it's not really an issue.
2: Yeah.
1: My son, who's only six, tends to, he'll take a couple of bites and he'll want his dessert or he'll want something else or he'll want you know some of his mom's fries or something and so his answer uh, nathaniel you have to finish your hot dog or you have to finish your fill in the blank is to shove the entire rest of the food into his mouth right i mean just like by just and then did pass me the whatever it is <laughs> right <laughs> with food st- literally sticking out of his mouth because he can't close it all the way but that's fine at least he eats it that's, that's the most important thing
0: that's the way i always eat hot dogs i thought that was normal
2: yeah. Yeah. I, you know, because you didn't want anything to fall off. You had to eat them that way, right? <laughs> yes.
1: Exactly. So, Seth, tell us a little bit about, for those of you, those of you uh, out for, for our listeners that don't listen to Everyday Linux, which you should, um, and may have not n- heard you before and don't know who you are, don't know anything about you, tell us a little bit about kind of who you are, where you started, what you do, just kind of, you know, who's Seth Anderson? Really?
2: Well, Seth Anderson is a No, I uh I see I'm a uh, He was born
1: I'm a poor I like black t- long walks t- on the t- beach. <laughs>
2: Yeah. paperback knowledge. Uh, and and the color blue. Uh, no, I, uh, I'm i a computer geek. I've been in the IT industry for about 10 years, actually a little over 10 years now. And uh, I have a degree in counseling, which goes great with my uh, uh, gone, skills. So, you <laughs> know, um, because you got to have something to line that birdcage with, right? Seth and I but, are among
0: the many people who have useless counseling slash psychology degrees hanging on the wall because that's all they're ever good for.
1: Well, the three right. of us are all TI3 professionals, and we have two counseling degrees and a band director. <laughs> 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 you know, so that, that well, goes to show you.
0: I have a friend so, who is a uh, band director slash waitress because yeah. the band directing thing didn't quite work out.
2: Well, no, you, you know, I had a great plan. I, was, I got the counseling to show people skills, and I was going to get the IT certifications to show knowledge, and that was going to write my ticket, and then this thing called the uh, you know, the bubble burst after the Y2K. And so, uh, I ended up going that route. It just took about an extra five years. Uh, so, uh, I do computer support, it support. If something's broken, I can probably fix it for you. Um, And, you know, with that kind of job, you're sitting at your desk a lot. And occasionally, you know, you do have to pick up a server or whatever, so it helps to be a big guy. But for the most part, you're sitting on your desk, you're typing on a keyboard, and you only want to throw monitors and computers through Windows. You don't actually do it. So it's very easy to balloon up in weight. I mean, I I was never what you would call small or average. I was always large and on the larger side. And it got... It how how tall are to, you, Seth? I am between six foot three and six foot six, depending on the Seven Eleven I walk into. So, uh, <laughs> but uh, sorry. Don't you uh, mean I, run out of? Yeah, no. I'm a. i am figure I'm Come about. Come back with those burritos. What <laughs> <laughs> burrito? One, uh, <laughs> no, I'm about six three, and um, at my highest, I was somewhere between three ninety and four hundred. I never got on a scale to know for sure. But, um, you know, I I had a belt that I had and I eventually went from being at the, you know, the, the closest belt loop I had worked my way out and I was at the one barely hanging on at the end of the belt. I was either going to have to buy a bigger belt or punch a hole at the end. And, um, you know, like, I don't know, I went through and, tried to figure out how much I used to eat in a normal day. And I just want to run it through you. I pretty much ate at McDonald's. um, And if not at McDonald's, then, you know, somewhere pretty similar. But, you know, I would get a sausage biscuit for McDonald's. And you can't just have one sausage biscuit. So you would have two. And then after a while, two doesn't fill you up. And then so you start having three. And then you start having four. And occasionally I would have five. But I realized five was too many. So I stopped. I would, for (laughs) breakfast, I would have... (laughs) <laughs> I would have like three thousand
1: calories biscuits. for breakfast.
2: Yeah, uh, no, it's one thousand seven hundred and twenty calories for four sausage biscuits because just I didn't get the meat and the cheese or the the egg and the cheese because I was too cheap. Um, what um, what about the uh, was- breakfast burrito you got to go with it? I didn't. I, I oh, okay. didn't like breakfast. No, I just got yeah. four sausage biscuits. Yeah, they, they'll, um, they'll do the two for a dollar, or
1: they'll do a dollar a piece, or whatever two for two dollars deal. And right. it's hard not to buy two when you got them, get them for a buck a
2: piece. Right. And uh, you know, and if you add the egg and the cheese, instead of it being two dollars, it becomes like three somethings. I'm just like, no, just give me two of the sausage biscuits. So uh and then for lunch I would probably I would get something like a door, a double quarter pounder, two McDoubles or two McChickens and the supersized fry and the large Dr. Pepper that I would drink a couple of times. Plus, I had some more Dr. Pepper throughout the day at work, and by the time I got off work in the afternoon, I had already consumed over forty-five hundred calories. I didn't think about this at the time. This is—I went back totaling it up, and uh, well,
1: um, Don's not here to stop me, so I'm going to—I'm going to mention now. This goes back to our reasonable podcast, right? <laughs> right. You know what? What, it, what our sense of what is reasonable gets pushed further and further back as we get heavier and heavier and eat eat worse and worse for longer, and longer periods of time. You know, and you know now, Seth. Looking back, yeah. there's no way that's reasonable. You know, none of that is reasonable. But at <laughs> no. the time, it's like, this that's what I'm going to get my four but burgers.
2: At the, at the time, I was never full. Right. Well, see that. Right. I want. I want to jump know, on that
0: word real quick before we move on, because you said the 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 sausage biscuit didn't fill you up. That's right. that's the problem with us fat guys is we don't eat until we're no longer hungry. We eat until we're full, and yeah. full oh. is a moving target. Yeah, you know, your stomach expands, it takes more to fill it up. And that's, I'm still struggling with that after, you know, I'm 40 years old. I've been, um, really working hard at this for almost two years and I'm still struggling with knowing the difference between not full and just no longer hungry.
2: Right. And that's something that, you know, cause at the time I, I was never stuffed and oh, I was just like, Okay, I'm going to stop at four because I realized five was too many. And, uh, you know, (laughs) I had two cans of Dr. Pepper because where I worked, the cans were $0.25. So I had two of those throughout the day. For lunch, I would go somewhere. And like I say, uh, double quarter pounder and two McDoubles or two McChickens, super size fry, and a large drink that I went through at least twice. Wait, wait,
0: wait, wait. Was that double quarter pounder and two McDoubles? Was that an and in there? Yeah
2: yes yeah, that's like don yes. don used to don would do the uh
1: whatever it was the the grilled chicken sandwich combo at chick-fil-a and <laughs> the other chicken and the the whatever they were i don't know i don't eat chicken you know but yeah exactly go ahead that's sorry.
2: no i i would get one of the premium sandwiches and two of the dollar sandwiches and again at the end of the at the end of the meal i wasn't like oh i can't eat another drop it was like Okay, I probably need to stop because that's becoming excessive um and uh <laughs> becoming <laughs> becoming excessive <laughs> and then see last year at the start of at the start of last year, I realized okay I'm the clothes that I have are no longer fitting me; they are now like you know like this shirt would be like stretched out, and I'd have to kind of suck in my gut to get my pants to fasten and I knew. I knew I needed to do something. And so at the beginning of last year, uh, several friends of mine where I go to church, they were taking these, uh, um, there's like this, uh, skinny meat pills, but then there's the herbal natural alternatives. So I tried to take those and they're supposed to curb your appetite, which they just, they didn't work because I still felt hungry. And, uh, I made some decisions. I cut back on what I ate, but I didn't cut back on soda and I know. I know that sodas kill you, but you know, at my time, whenever you're stuck in denial, you don't think that, and you're just like, yeah. okay, I just won't drink quite as many. But, um, so over last year, I lost about 20 pounds. And again, I didn't get on the scale and weigh, but my shirts, they weren't stretched to the thin. I was able to go from the last belt loop in one. So I know I was losing some weight. Right. Um, I would walk a little bit, but not consistently, but just enough, you know, and so, and I was hungry, hungry, hungry all the time. It was like impossible for me to not be hungry. And, uh, you know, and that kind of went okay. And this year I started working for a company, uh, Suddenlink. And there's this guy who he told me about the money, the weight he had lost on this website called my fitness Pal. And uh-huh. so, you know, I listened to him talk for a couple of weeks. And then one day I just figured what the heck I'm, I go in there, I create my profile and I, I just logged everything I ate. Uh, you know, and I, I went back to look at the day and at the end of the day, I had consumed 3,888 calories. And whenever I saw it on the screen, you know, I mean, one, if I back up, I, you know, I, I hate being fat, but not enough to do anything about it. But, you know, I would pray and then I would just be disgusted with myself and I would try and fail, try and fail, try and fail. But whenever I saw this on the screen, how many calories I ate has a normal, you know, it's not like Thanksgiving you know, we I probably right. ate 4,000, you know, but this was... It wasn't this, a special
1: dinner out with friends and the steak dinner and that kind of thing or anything like yeah. that. That was like Tuesday.
2: <laughs> no, it, it it was Monday, March the 12th. <laughs> that That's the special day. So I was like 3,888 calories. I'm eating for a family of two. And mm-hmm. then when I saw it on the screen, it gave me the willpower to just go, that's too much. I have to stop. And so I just like... I It's not, you know, I can't say no soft drinks ever. I can't say only low fat. You know, there there's no food that I won't eat. I just don't eat as much of it. And I realize if I want to eat a whatever and that's a high calorie, then I either need to skip a meal or find something extra low calorie to compensate for it. So I didn't go on a, I'm cutting these 10 things from my diet. I went... I'm going to eat like a normal person. And I don't know that I'm quite to a normal person yet, but, um, you know, where I'm at right now in order to, uh, maintain all of this, I can have, uh, 3000 calories a day. Um, actually 3,100. So I try to eat in the mid 2000s, uh, you know, and again, with the holidays, I had got down, I, like I say, I say I was about 390. When I weighed in um, at the beginning of this month, I was uh, 327 pounds. So uh, I say I was 370 at the start of this year. So I lost 43 pounds just eating less. And instead of treating sodas like water to drink two or three liters a day, I treat sodas as a treat. You know, I... I have soda maybe one point one times a day because some days I'll have two, um, and mostly what I have now is diet. I can drink Coke Zero and uh-huh. not gag, and I can drink Diet Mountain Dew and not gag. So, um, <laughs> That's but uh, you know, you try I mean,
1: Diet Doctor K. What? Do you have <laughs> no. Kroger there?
2: No, we don't.
1: Oh, okay, Diet Doctor um, K is actually pretty good for uh, a grocery store brand diet beverage.
2: Really? Well, again, the uh, place where I work has the 25 cent sodas. So they have Coke Zero, Diet Coke, and Diet Dr. Pepper. And of those three, Coke Zero tastes the least bad. So I have one of those a day. And, but occasionally, you know, I'll go out and I'll get a Big Blue or a Mountain Dew or a regular Dr. Pepper occasionally. But again, it's become a treat and not something to go with every meal. Um, so just cutting out that and. Eating like a normal person, and for what I do is, you know, I, I go somewhere for lunch, and Taco Bell, their Fresca Tacos, really mm-hmm. helped me.
1: They, if they really only build me them with... right.
2: Well, but no, the thing is, they changed a couple <laughs> of still... months ago they changed them because they went from being this okay thing to this soggy water pit that tasted just disgusting. Um, but I lost tons of weight eating Taco Bell, fresco tacos. And for breakfast, I would have one sausage muffin for McDonald's, just the sausage right. and cheese. And, you know, and, and that's what I have pretty much every day. One of those. And I go to Taco Bell um, or Subway or somewhere like that. I eat out a lot. And so I know I don't tell people I eat healthy. I tell people I eat less unhealthy and I walk <laughs> at least 30 minutes a day. Uh, I didn't during the summer cause it was just too hot and I didn't want to subject my coworkers to half a day of smelling my sweatiness walking around. But now that it's cooled back off, I walk about for half my lunch hour, um, several times a week and you know, and I try to be kind of active on the weekends. And, um, you're just another really,
1: example, Seth, that if, for most people, unless they have some kind of weird thyroid thing, weird metabolism thing going on, to be really, really overweight, you have to eat a whole lot of food. You really do have to eat a whole lot of you have to eat quite a few calories, and it'll take a while for your body to adjust, and and slow, the weight comes off fairly slowly. But it, the more reasonably you eat, and the more reasonably active you are, the more reasonable weight you'll be.
0: Yeah, it's like I said, you know, I uh, for a man my age and build. Uh, roughly twenty one hundred calories, twenty two hundred calories is supposed to keep you at about two hundred pounds. So if I want to weigh two hundred pounds, I should eat like I want to weigh two hundred pounds. I don't have to. I don't have to starve myself like Don did and, and eat only a uh, thousand calories a day. Uh, of course, he had much faster results. But if you just, Aaron, it's the word you've used a hundred times. Just be reasonable. Yeah, um, that's all it takes.
2: Right. Yeah, and like for me, I've been eating pretty much. Low to mid two thousands, and so whenever I weighed three hundred and seventy, that was way under my allotment. So the weight fell off faster. As right. I've gotten down closer to where that's what I need, the weight doesn't come off as fast. So I can either accept the slower pace of the weight loss, I can either kick up the exercise, or I can decrease what I eat. But one thing um, I found really neat is for my birthday. Um, back in May, when I turned 40, I had decided ahead of time, and this was a, I had been doing um, my fitness pal for um, just over two months. And I decided okay, my birthday is going to be my first real cheat day. And so I am going to eat whatever the heck I want. As much as I want. And, uh, you know, I started out with apple fritter, donut, bacon, egg, and cheese, croissant, milk for breakfast. For lunch, I went to Genghis Grill and just piled everything I could possibly pile on that bowl. And then, you know, and by the night, I was miserable and I finished it off with some honey buns, chips, and something to drink. And I had (laughs) ate over 3,800 calories, which is actually less than I ate before I started. But at the end of the day, I was so miserable and I was sick and I was just felt bad. And I asked myself a question, did I used to feel this way all the time and just didn't realize it because that was normal or had my body got used? And so I really don't know the answer to that, but I know that on that day I pigged out and I ate like I used to. And the difference was I was miserable after breakfast. I was even more miserable after lunch (laughs) and it's a miracle. I didn't puke at night. Um,
1: I you think know, it's a combination of both. I think you yeah. you obviously your stomach has probably shrunk back a little bit. I guess that's mm-hmm. I don't know if that's medically possible or not, but you're not used to eating as much right uh, some of it I think as far as the feeling bad for me, I think it's the blood sugar thing I, if I eat a whole lot of really sugary stuff now, mm-hmm. like even sometimes if I'll just treat myself and have a malt right not too long after that, I'll feel like ugh. And it's that blood sugar dump, I think, where I just, all that high fructose corn syrup and then just comes in and the body's responding. It's like, no, insulin, do it, do it. insulin, ah. you know, trying to fight for homeostasis and not let me go into a sugar coma and it's not, it's not good. And <clears> then, <throat> and, and I definitely don't feel as good when I eat that way. I actually feel my best when I am a, not, I don't want to say a little hungry. That sounds just kind of crazy. It like I'm just making things up now for, for, for shock value. But um, I feel the best when I'm not stuffed. You know, used to, I would eat for that feeling. Oh, I'm right. stuffed. Awesome. You're and right. now when I, when I find myself, when I do that, then I'm like, oh, why did I do that? I don't like the way that feels anymore. I prefer to eat until I'm not hungry. I'm not starving anymore. I'm not like actively hungry and then just stop at a, at a reasonable point, hopefully. Yeah. And then, uh, and I don't feel that bloated, bleh, feeling.
0: Seth, do you still feel hungry all the time? You said you spent a year being hungry. Is that still the case?
2: I rarely, I mean, occasionally I will feel hungry, but for the most part, I don't. I just, you know, like sometimes when I get up in the morning, it's like, okay, I'm kind of hungry now, but it's like Aaron said, I'll eat a set thing. You know, And for me, I still struggle with this. An open bag is an empty bag. So it doesn't matter if It doesn't, you know, it doesn't matter if it's a, like one of those huge bag of chips or like a little 99 cent bag of chips, either one of those I open, I'm going to finish. And, uh, so I just, I buy the smaller things, but I like, okay, I'm going to have one sausage muffin from McDonald's. So I go and I have that one that doesn't fill me up, but an hour or so later, you know, I feel fine. I might feel hungry right after I finish eating but i feel fine later and um so no i don't know what it was maybe just seeing the numbers help take away the the hunger but like uh and also like i'm wearing the same clothes i wore before but now they are better fitting and like on my belt i've gone all the way back to the to the first notch and i've added one and awesome. i'm just about to add the second one because the, the 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 added notch is now so loose it's really not doing anything um tell,
1: tell tell the story about the shirt you bought the other day
2: yeah well actually i hadn't bought the shirt it was uh, oh okay i was you in just the, tried it on. i was in the closet um in the laundry room and i needed a shirt so i grabbed one and i put it on and i thought man this is tight Um, but then whenever I took it off at the end of the day, it was a double XL instead of a triple XL and it, the double XL fit me the way my triple XLs used to fit. You could wear it, but it was kind of tight. So I'm not quite back to 2X, although I could probably wear it, but the 3X's, you know, they, they are loose on me and you can see wrinkles in the clothes rather than stretched out flab. And, uh, (laughs) I I really like that, you know, so. Um, I need to, I've pretty much given myself permission to not really lose anything over the holidays. And if I put back on a pound or two, I'm not going to worry about it. It's just, you know, it's the holidays, you know, you have special parties at work, friends and family come in from out of town and you, you know, and. So if I gain a pound or two, it's no big deal. When January comes, I know what to do. And I've had eight months, uh, nine months worth of success to just pick it back up. And the thing is that now, like um, I went out, a guy, I helped a guy over the weekend and for payment, he took me to lunch, had a huge lunch. I'm stuffed still. So the difference, you know, it's not that this is the kind of lunch I used to eat before I started watching what I ate. The difference is I would have snacked before, after, and had another huge meal at night. Uh, Now I'm stuffed and I'm probably going to eat like a little bowl of soup or something just to eat something. So that way I won't be so hungry in the morning.
0: I had that happen to me this Thanksgiving. My plan, I actually planned this out. I'm gonna, we're gonna have thanks the big meal at lunch instead of dinner, mm-hmm. so that later I can have it again. So if you do <laughs> it at dinner, you only get it once. But right. I, I ate a big, a big meal. I, I'm just gonna, I, I went off the rails entirely. Ate a big meal at lunch.
1: <laughs> Reasonable was not in the vocabulary. <laughs> it was not.
0: But then I didn't eat again until lunch the next day. I was, I could, I I'd robbed myself of that second meal. And then when I got up for breakfast the next morning, I was like, "I'm I'm really not hungry," and yeah, so right. it was almost a full twenty four hours, twenty two maybe, before I eat again. And yeah, that's the difference. You you you. It's literally a conditioning thing. You have to you have to work up to that, and then when you're out of practice, you can't do it anymore.
1: I'm still full from Thanksgiving. <laughs> <laughs> no, not really. It's, what's funny is, um, you know, for me, it's a uh, what I've tri- I've been thinking about over this last year or so as I've, you know, maintained and gained a little lost a little bit, haven't really made any progress to speak of to my ultimate goals, um, is I've had to make sure that I didn't allow myself on quote unquote cheat days and holiday meals. There's still a level of reasonable that I can, I can indulge, but still be reasonable. So that make sense. Absolutely. Right. But it used to be indulge was I would eat half of a pumpkin pie after I've already had like four plates of food. And then later that evening, I go back and I would finish that, that same pumpkin pie, you know. So <clears throat> now I go to Thanksgiving, I don't not eat dessert. You know, I'm not like that. I'm not like, no, I cannot have dessert. That would be in violation of my principles of eating. You know, I have dessert. I might even have two pieces of dessert. Um, this time, my niece Holly, uh, for some reason, thought it would be really smart to buy fudge-covered Oreos. White chocolate oh. fudge-covered Oreos, 100 calories a pop. Oh. And just leave them on the counter leave them out there right next to the syringe of heroin <laughs> you know and i was like thanks holly so you know probably in the i was there for four days i probably had six of them over the four days maybe eight you know i'm not sure i had two the first i probably had two a day um but you know in the old days i would have grabbed a sleeve of those babies and just wore them out in, you would in have one finished with, them in a day with a glass right. with, a, with a giant gla- you know a quart glass of milk so still felt like that was a victory um I, mean, I probably gained three or four pounds on th- over the week of Thanksgiving because we were traveling for nine days, eating in the car, eating to stay awake in the car, you know, <laughs> any bag of chips, anything that crunches, just so I can stay awake. I don't care, bag of Doritos, I don't care what it is, uh, you know, eating out with family, but I tried to remain reasonable. I didn't drink my calories, though I did have some sweet tea at my mom's house, um, uh, but still, you know, I, I it was... It was a, a level of controlled mayhem as opposed to just like Mark said totally off totally totally off the rails, um, because mine was not one meal Mark, mine, you know mine was nine days of Thanksgiving, literal. Right. <laughs> <Literally>. right. <laughs> we left at lunch on Friday and got back Saturday night, and so it was it was important to try to keep that level of uh control over that the course of that vacation.
2: Well, like my victory on Thanksgiving was after we finished the meal, I was like i'm going for a walk and uh my niece and nephew went with me and so we walked for about 40 minutes now you know we weren't power walking at the olympics but you know years past what a paradigm shift yeah i would have been sitting on the couch you know nursing a fourth or fifth plate with some tea or dr pepper or milk or something so you know i know I don't forget the eggnog now eggnog is more of a Christmas thing for me. Okay. Uh, I'll, I'll, uh, I will not forget eggnog. But uh, no, you know, I don't drink as many calories. I, I do more water and more unsweet tea with uh, Sweet and Low um, or some other cancer-causing sweetener. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, so, you choice. know, yeah. So, you know, even though, like I say, i well over 8 and I know 40 minutes of walking doesn't offset a 4,000-calorie plate of food. Slight exaggeration. But... You know, it it offsets it more than forty minutes of watching football. Um, yeah. So,
1: well, I'll say this: um, I, you know, giving myself some some encouragement back. My one of my goals this year was to run the gobble jog again on Thanksgiving Day, which was the first five k I ran two years ago, and do it in under thirty minutes. And I, I wouldn't have been able to do it anyway because I've been fighting that foot injury and things. I haven't been able to train, but i was still going to do it if we were here. Well, we weren't here, like I just mentioned, we were traveling for nine days. So Thanksgiving morning. Cheryl and Nathaniel and I got up and went down to my my little hometown Sweeney's Park. It's called It's called the Backyard Park, and they just recently put a walking track in there. It's a quarter mile walking track, and so we just went there and we ran for 30 minutes. I didn't didn't the the mileage was not accurate because the track is it's a quarter mile loop that's very small. So the GPS like the first lap it said was 0.24 miles. The next and then I did two more laps and it said I had gone 0.44 miles. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so it it couldn't really track very well, but I, we did thirty minutes. So I knew I knew we did a uh, a good amount of effort, and so that to me that was a like a psychological victory that I'd, that even though I was traveling, even though I'd you know wasn't able to do the race that I wanted to do, that we got up as a family, we went down there, and we did that, and it was fun. Nathaniel's actually right now Nathaniel's faster than me.
2: <laughs> well, you Endurance know, and-
1: I can still sprint and beating, but. <laughs>
2: Well, you know, I want to say, Aaron, one of the things that really helped me was whenever you were down to Mark's last time, and I saw you, and how skinny you were, Um, you know, because I remember you were a big guy, my size big, and now, you know, you're still tall with a big frame, but the, you know, you're much more in shape and less of you. And it was like, wow. And so, you know, I mean, I wouldn't mean cocky or anything, but it was like, you know, if Aaron can do it, there's hope for me. So, um, exactly
1: right. I'm I'm not special in any, in any way. I have, a, I have a question in the chat room, Aaron, where'd your beard go? <laughs> it's actually in a Ziploc bag on my wife's bathroom counter right now. She's going to make a pincushion out of it. Believe it or not. Uh, my mom told her that that's what you should do with beards because it it, it sharpens your needles, apparently. I don't know if that's true or if that's an old wives' tale, but she, she, she kept She's an old wife, so it yeah. works. Uh, to answer the question, though, uh, totally off subject, I grew that beard specifically for my mom. I saw my mom over Thanksgiving holidays. We got back Saturday night at 8.30, and in 12 hours, it was gone. By by 8.30 the next morning. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, I actually didn't mind it. It wasn't too bad, but I am all about the laziness and efficiency on most things that I can be a lazy and efficient on. So my Typical rule of thumb you probably heard me say it before. If my hair is long enough, you can tell I took a nap. It's too long, and then the same goes for my beard. My beard is so long that you can tell I took a nap. It's too long, so I, <laughs> I put a final picture up. Um, we actually took on the way home, uh, you know, about 16 hours before it was gone on Facebook, and uh, it was getting pretty long. It was, you know, a good three inches probably. Yeah, uh, I'm a little disappointed. You
0: promised bows in that beard.
1: I, I said I clearly stated in the in the survey that I put out if I were to keep it. Should I keep it? And the answer was, yes, if you put a bow in it. And so I did not put a bow in it, and I did not keep it. <laughs> just to be clear. But uh, no, I, I may grow it back again. I, and I imagine, just to be honest, probably by the time I'm 50, I'll probably I'll probably play Santa, and I'll probably grow my beard out every year, and it'll be fun, and I'll get lots of comments. And,
0: and you were working on that beard for at least a day and a half. So, I mean, it, you yeah. put a lot of effort into
1: that. I, I put a good week into it. No, actually, it was uh, I grew it. It took me um, – a little less than three months. It was a couple, and a, couple and a half months. Uh, sometime in September is when I started it. But no, it didn't. It doesn't take that much weight off. If that was the case, my I would not have a hair on my body. If that would help, <laughs> <laughs> I would bathe in in there. If that was a way to get rid of weight, Ouch. Uh, only if only. Um, <clears throat> I'm hoping though. I've got a 16 week training plan, I and mean, then I can just jump back on our previous note. 16 week training plan for the marathon. Uh, assuming that I can start tomorrow, which I'm hoping I can, you know, if I have to just walk it, I'm going to go walk it, I should be able to do that. Uh, I'm hoping in that 16 weeks and even in spite of the fact that it's through the holidays, I'm hoping it lose about 40 pounds, um, and get back to my fighting weight and be ready to run that marathon. So Seth, that you take off, um, uh, St. Patrick's day weekend, come out, I'm trying to get anybody I can to come out and cheer me on at the end, stand there at the end and yell. And, uh, or I you can know, spread you out each mile. I made you a
0: promise uh, back in the the uh, early spring that if you ran you the did. marathon, I would be there. And darn if you didn't move me 800 <laughs> miles away to make that happen.
1: Yep. It was going to be an 800-mile drive. Now it's going to be like an 18-mile drive. Right. <laughs>
2: this is right down the road now. <laughs> yeah. Well, Whatever, I don't you. know. I would like to come. I'm actually, I'm actually considering uh, a couch to 5K. And uh, I just... I'm too lazy to do it by myself. I need someone to close by to do it with me.
1: How far do you live from your church, Seth?
2: Uh, from my church, I'm about um, 15 minutes from my church.
1: Because uh, my friend Craig from work just recently completed Couch to 5K. I went down to huh? Jonesboro and ran his first race with him. And he actually they did a group at their church. Um, so I don't know if that might be something to do. Put a little thing up on the bulletin board and say, hey, if I can get five people together and they, they actually have a whole program run for God is what they called it. And they had some Bible studies they did together and they would run two or three times a week, kind of integrated with the couch to five K thing.
2: Ah, so just on that. out yeah. There. yeah. Like I say, I, I haven't convinced myself to start it yet, but I lots like that. Church. <laughs> yeah. Lots of, lots of fat people, but you Someone know, I was looking them. at it. I was <laughs> looking at it and I was like, Hey, you know, it wasn't one of those pie in the sky someday. It was like, you know, I I could do that. And Good. so, uh, I'm, I'm thinking about come January. Um, you know, after, after the holidays are over and after my allowed period of gluttony is over to kind of use that to kick back off, uh, you know, my next round, which will be my round three of weight loss.
1: That's awesome. Yeah. The, uh, the races have always motivated me. You know, uh, my first five K that I did was a big motivation when I did that first gobble jog. That was, I mean, that was a huge motivation, Then for all of twenty, what year is this? All of twenty eleven, until I got hurt, I ran a race a month. Sure, let me budget in there, and I I picked a race every month, and I went out ahead, and you know, four or five months ahead of time and registered for them. And that always gave me something to be kind of working toward every time. You know, I did the Tough Mudder, had that to kind of work for, and so now um, I've got this marathon that I've already put the money down and and uh, and signed up for. So. This brings me to the, another point. Uh, I, I am not just running this race for myself. I'm running this race for the American Cancer Society. So anybody out there that's listening to this podcast, if you would like to donate, I'm trying to raise $100 a mile. Um, I've got a few people that have already sponsored. I've got a few other people who have said they would sponsor. You can just go to one OneMealOneWorkout.com. Over on the right-hand side, there's a thing that says, sponsor me or help me out or something like that. You can click on it. I'm, what I would like for you to do is donate directly to the American Cancer Society, and then just let me know. That's all you got to do. If you want to, if you want to pay for half a mile or a tenth of a mile or whatever your donation is, that would be fantastic. And I'm planning on, hopefully, getting T-shirts made uh, that have the mileage on the back and who sponsored the miles on the, on every one of them. And if you if you pay for a whole mile, I guarantee you a T-shirt. If you pay for a half a mile, I'll send you a half shirt, like from the '70s. Uh, but <laughs> one, one person's going to get the top half, the other person's going to get the bottom half, so whoever gets the first half of the mile gets the top part with the sleeves uh no i I'm going to try to do something like that. I think I can get them cheap enough that I can afford to do that. so uh, I think that'd be awesome. I'd love to be running that race with a shirt on my back that has the you know the twenty six hundred and twenty dollars that are raised from the American Cancer Society and who helped me raise that money so just putting that out there, just go straight to one, one workout dot com uh Make your donation and send me an email and say, "Hey, I made a donation, and uh, you can you can reserve your mile now." There's a there's plenty to choose from still.
2: <laughs> cool. All right, Seth, you have anything else? Um, I want to say one thing. Um, if, if if you're fat like I have been, and I'm I'm still, I mean, I'm still obese according to the BMI, and we all know how awesome the BMI is. But um, <laughs> one thing I am learning, and, and it took me a while to come to this realization. That first impulse of man, a dozen honey buns would be good right now. Doesn't <laughs> <A> equal, dozen <laughs> honey buns, you know, exaggeration for effect. But you know, pick your favorite sweet. You know, that whole cheesecake, that that side of beef, whatever. That first impulse of I want to eat that, that doesn't equal hunger. And just because you have an impulse to eat you know, a a humongous bag of potato chips and a three liter bottle of cola while you're watching a movie, that doesn't mean you're hungry. It's just an impulse that you have conditioned yourself to treat as hunger. I say it's like a
1: tickle in the back of my head. Yeah. I really, I I can almost feel it like a little tickle pressure in the back of my head that says, eat that, eat that, go to the refrigerator, get something out of it, eat it.
2: Yeah. But you know, that impulse isn't the same thing as hungry. And it's taken me a while to realize that in my head. Now, sometimes my body gets away from me and still (laughs) treats it like hunger and it's become such a habit. I don't realize until, you know, I'm holding this empty bag of chips going, what have I done? Um, but you know, now though, you know, information is ammunition and knowing is half the battle and whatever good GI Joe line fits there. Everything's half the battle. Surprises half the battle. (laughs) But yeah, so just, you know, just, if you have an impulse of, I want to eat that bag of cookies. I want to, you know, I want to take an all you can eat buffet seriously has a personal challenge, whatever that impulse isn't hunger. So it is just an impulse. So, um, I I don't know quite how to say what I'm thinking, but I don't know if y'all understand, but I I was realizing that one day whenever I don't eat as much and I'm not constantly stuffing my face that, Hey, I, i i want to eat something but i'm nowhere close to hungry it's like wait a minute this is how i always feel why have i always been eating yeah uh,
0: us big guys tend to confuse wanting to eat with hungry right right. and so we say we're hungry all the time we're not hungry all the time we want to eat all the time
1: yes right well you know it's the it's the it's the classic addiction thing i mean it really is it's it's the same kind of impulse that the the person jonesing for a for whatever the drug of choice is or you know just needing a fix type thing it's the same it's the same kind of chemical thing that goes on and and I I need to get back to it more I used to use my old two second rule my two two second two question rule and ask myself am I really hungry you know ma- I make myself ask that question before I got something that wasn't at a meal a snack or whatever and then when I okay yes I am actually hungry I do need to eat a snack cuz I don't want to starve myself then the second question is what's the best snack I can get from the choices that I have not what's the most convenient and what's the one I really want. <laughs> right. You know, it, it, yeah, I've got a. There is a piece of cheesecake in the refrigerator, but there's an apple right here as well. Let's make a smarter choice.
0: Do, yeah, do, I, do you find, and I know I do that, um, say I, I, want some M&Ms and, and the tickle in the back of my head, as you call it, has said M&Ms uh-huh.
1: and I will, that sounds like this. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And I will go have an apple. And that that's not it. The tickle's still there. And then right. I will go. I will go have a banana, and and that's not it. And the and the tickle's not still there. And I think okay, well maybe something a little sweet. So I'll have you know uh, something not quite as unhealthy. And, and then after six desserts, I have the M and M's anyway.
1: <laughs> you you yeah, ever experienced f- that, or is it just me? Oh, I have. And and what I what I found on, usually when that the thing that works for me best on that is I find that that voice gets shut up by putting my focus on something else so that i usually hear that the most when i'm bored i'm sitting in front of the tv and i'm bored and i get up to get the MMs. i'll talk myself into the apple i go back i sit down and i'm still bored and the tickle's still there if i will do something be active talk to my wife play a game with my son go for a walk then the tickle shuts up but every once in a while that you're right mark there is there is a certain school of thought that, you know, your body knows what it wants and you need to give it what it wants, but your body probably doesn't really, it knows what it needs and you need to give it what it needs. It doesn't need a large malt, you know?
2: Right. (laughs) You know, and that's kind of where I realized that if I want something, I'm probably just going to go ahead and eat it. But I, you know, if I buy a little tiny thing that's so small, it doesn't, if it's just a taste, I'm not gonna waste my time with that because that just makes my body mad. How <laughs> dare you? How dare you do that to me? I'm gonna punish you until you eat everyone in the store. So I find what is the smallest what is the smallest thing available that will be enough for me. And it's like you know how in, in like a let's say chips for for example, you have like, and I know they cost more now, but the little twenty five cent bag of chips, I, I can't eat one of those. Because just one of those is no good. But at the same time, I don't want to buy the big $5 bag of chips because I know I will eat that whole thing. So yeah. I find they're like the, the big grab bag. They're like a dollar. Um, if, if I want chips, I go for that. It is small enough. It's enough to satisfy that taste. But it's not so much that it just makes me balloon up. It's like one of the ways I lost weight is I ate a mini blizzard three or four or five times a week. But again, I got the mini Blizzard because it was enough to taste it and it was enough to enjoy it, but it wasn't so much that I blew out? my calorie allotment. You know, it was like 300 calories, which right. is, is a lot, but whenever you can eat 3,000 and not gain weight, 300 is not so much. So again, I didn't get the large Blizzard, which used to. I would get the large Blizzard. I got the mini.
0: interesting you, you mentioned that because the blizzard has always been one of my favorite treats and I didn't live anywhere near a Dairy Queen. I always had to be going somewhere where there was a Dairy Queen and it was, it was a rare thing. Well, now I happen to have one right down the road from me. And so, uh, not too long ago, uh, two, three months, I went to Dairy Queen just because I could and I got the large blizzard and I got a third of the way through and went, oh, I should not have done this, uh, and I and I threw it away. I couldn't finish it. So it, you know, it, it's there is there is something to be said for that. There's that the once you are, have learned to be satisfied with less, more is miserable.
2: Well, yeah, you know, and there's a certain pride. There's a certain part of me that's prideful in not only how much I can eat, but how fast I can eat it. Yes, that, well, that's another that trick still too. it Yeah, it still scoffs at the mini. It's how dare you eat a mini. But I'm able, I'm able to compromise with myself. It's either a mini or nothing. You will be happy. And it's (laughs) like, okay, wow, that was good. And then, you know, I'm I'm done. And so that's
1: something I have to watch out for. I am a speed eater. I have always been a speed eater. I can eat Hmm. I mean, I can eat fast. Really. I mean, I think you eat fast. fast. And anybody (laughs)
2: who knows me knows if i think you eat fast mark
1: and seth have seen it probably and this is this is one of my weaknesses this is mexican food i can sit down across the table from these two guys at a mexican food place and i will eat 90 percent of the chips in the bowl before they and and drain the bowl of salsa and mark and seth will be like hey where would the chips go yeah. ate them all right. <laughs> in like right. 40 well, seconds so and, i have to i'm I, saying that to say gonna, i have to be very careful when i buy the when i do the small portions because i mm-hmm. do that same trick too I'll get the uh, the uh, the kid size frosty at Wendy's sometimes, you know. I have to make myself eat it slow, or literally a kid size frosty uh, uh, for me at Wendy's is spoon, spoon. Well, oh, that was good.
2: Now what? Yeah. <laughs> and see, and that's why I can't buy a big bag of chips and spread them out over a couple of days because yeah. I, I won't realize it, and they're all. I was
1: thirty eight before I found out you're supposed to chew macaroni and cheese. <laughs>
2: Wait, you're you're what? What did you say?
1: I mean, I found myself just—I'd put the macaroni and cheese in my mouth and swallow, and it would just be gone. You know?
2: So, yeah, I, and- I went—I uh, went to out to eat with some friends of mine at this restaurant in Springfield, Missouri. If you are listening to this podcast in Springfield, Missouri, you have to eat at Dr. Pino's. It is the best meal I have ever eaten in my life. I went out with friends of mine, and I took a bite, and I put my knife and fork down. <laughs> And I chewed the food and my friends looked at me and goes, Seth, is, is the, is the food okay? (laughs) And I said, it's the best thing I've ever ate. And I was the last one finished with the meal. And y'all know me enough to know that doesn't happen unless it's only me and Aaron, but yeah, uh, (laughs) (laughs) I had that
1: happen in Texas roadhouse the other day. I, I caught myself about halfway through, uh, for my wife's birthday, we went there for halfway through, um, a six ounce sirloin or, um, fillet you know, in like 30 seconds, I was like, I've eaten half my steak already. What am I doing? Stop. <laughs> Pause this conversation. Every right. step back. Um, you know, I do not want to, I don't want my birthday dinner with my wife to be over. I have eaten my entire meal in 45 seconds. So yeah, I got to, I got to slow down. Um, Seth, I really appreciate that. And I think you had a lot of valuable things to, to, to share with people. I mean, um, there's lots of people out there who have, you know, are, 35, 40, 45, that have been fat since they were, as long as they can remember, yeah. that are still thinking, this is hard, I can't do this. I'm not saying this, like I've said before, I'm not saying it's easy, but it's pretty simple. There, there are a few simple things you can do that'll get you going down that right path, and Seth obviously has grabbed hold of a few of them that we've recommended, and whether we, he got it from us or stumbled on it, you know, controlling those portion sizes, using some kind of application to let you know how much you're really, really eating, uh, being being more active, you know, choosing to be active on a daily basis, if, if possible, or at least three or four times a week. So, Seth, congratulations on your success. That's awesome.
2: Thank you. And We'll, we'll have you, you back were, when, you were, you,
1: when, you, when you break the 100-pound 100, 100 mark. We'll have you back on for the 100-pound victory.
2: Uh, I don't know about that, but, uh, but, oh, you mean when I've lost a hundred (laughs) pounds? No, not weighing a hundred pounds. Whoa. Like, uh, you know, I don't know if I want to do that. After you've developed
1: a terminal disease, and you weigh a hundred (laughs) pounds. When you've lost both your legs and your arms.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Still probably be a hundred, but yeah, no, I would love to come back. And like I say, Aaron, seeing you, it was, and I spent a lot of years struggling, making it hard. And then, um, it's like uh, the line from the star Trek next generation movie. It took a lifetime to realize it. It wasn't that hard. Um, And, you know, there was a lot of personal struggle in there. And I don't want somebody to discount. Oh, well, look at him. One day he just the light turned on. Well, yeah, the light turned on because I spent 100 years or, you know, I spent years hitting the wall looking for the switch to make it come on. So I was ready when it came on. There's a process you have to go through to be ready. And don't try. Don't be discouraged because, you know, somebody that lost 50 pounds this year you know, next year's your year. Well, uh,
1: And I, and on the, on the flip side of that is also don't wait. Don't put off trying just because you haven't got it all figured out. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Make, I try
2: to fail a lot.
1: Yeah. Make every, make every uh, that's the whole reason of the name, One Meal and Workout. Try to make your best choice you can at every meal, whether it's a, a good choice, a great choice, or a bad choice. Make the best one you can and then try to be active whenever you have the opportunity. I've already mentioned the uh, the website, one meal, one Um, ElementOP.com is the parent company that, that Mark uh, is one of the co-founders and owners of, and they sponsor this podcast and others similar nature in the sense that we're out here to help people and give information to people. So if you have any questions, comments, feel free to email me, Aaron, double A-R-O-N, at com or go to the forums, ElementOP.com. I'm sure you could find Seth there in the Everyday Linux EDL uh, forums. Uh, and or mark or uh or any of the other podcast guys are there with the forums are there for your uh, forum entertainment so i think with that note with that statement with that final thought i'm going to just tell people um thanks for listening have a uh happy holiday season and watch out for that fourth piece of pie and before you start any kind of you know crazy diet or exercise program we always recommend that you talk to your healthcare provider.
0: sırf